Holy Spirit is never going to leave you. This is for someone listening to me right now. You've probably been asking yourself questions like, what am I doing? Why do I never seem to get anything right? Why am I still in this mess? Why do I still struggle with this? What is going on with my life? And isn't God even tired of me at this point? And you're probably asking because you are tired of yourself. Watching yourself go through the cycles is exhausting, I know. But this is my encouragement to you, my dear one. That the Holy Spirit will not leave you in your mess and expect you to deal with it on your own. I think we as humans forget the character of God and because we do not know much about him, we tend to put a lot of pressure on ourselves to meet certain demands, thinking that God expects us to just be holy enough for him to use us. But the only chance you have at being holy is the Holy Spirit. So why would he leave you alone and wait for you to be good enough before he can finally have, have a relationship with you? That doesn't sound like my Holy Spirit. Because that is not who he is. God is a responsible father. You've heard me say this a, a number of times. That God is a responsible father. He will not leave you in your mess and say, fix yourself when you're ready and good enough, then you can come to me. He wants to be with you at your lowest, at your highest. In that we were yet sinners, Christ loved us and died for us. This is the love of God. And true love is when you, you don't just see people for what they are, but for what they could be. And you insist on them until they become that thing that you know they can be. And that is the kind of love that God has for you. God will insist on you until you become. God will insist on you until you become. So stop trying to do things on your own and to fix yourself before you can have a relationship with God or build your relationship with God or you can move further in your relationship with God. I'm not trying to sponsor irresponsibility and tell you that you shouldn't try and do anything. No, I'm telling you that you should stop trying to be the person God wants you to be without God. It is pride to think that you can live a life that God has called you to live without him. It is pride to think you can handle life without God. It is pride to think that you don't need God to please God. And for as long as you continue in that illusion of, you know, trying to do things on your own, you will struggle. When you learn how to be helped by God, when you learn how to depend on him and how to allow the Holy Spirit help you and help your weaknesses, then you would have truly acquired real power because power comes when you are able to submit. Power comes as a byproduct of submission. So when you submit yourself and tell God, I need you to help me, that is when you have finally, 
finally gotten his attention god does not respond to the strong ones who think they can do it on their own he responds to your weakness because he knows that when you need him he will be there he responds and he comes where he is needed not when he's an afterthought and it's it's crazy how many times we do this we try to live life and do everything that God wants us to do without God so it's like God let me fix myself okay when, when when I'm fixed you can come back and then we can do business together and God is looking at you like my child are you joking how do you want to do that and I'm going to use a small analogy for you so imagine if there was a really messy room right and so now there are three kinds of people that walk into that really messy room. The first person would walk in and say, this room is way too messy. I can't stay here and leave. The second person would walk in and say, oh, well, the room is messy. I don't care. I'll just stay there and do whatever. The third person would walk in and say, this room is so messy. I need to clean it up so that I can stay there. So... Of all these people, which do you think that God is? Do you really think that God is so irresponsible that he would leave you and wait for you to get yourself together before he comes? The Bible says that he is the one who is at work in us to will and to do his good pleasure. There's something Apostle Paul said that makes me relate so much to him. I relate a lot to Apostle Paul because I would ask myself questions. I think one of my favorite, um, one of my favorite chapters, like, that he ever wrote is Romans chapter 7 thereabout where he spoke about his struggles and I remember Apostle Paul saying something he said there is no good in me except the God in me and boy did I relate to that I look at my life now and I realize that the essence of my life is God I am not worthy or able to do anything that would please him without him he is the only chance I have at pleasing him at making him proud and this is something that i have accepted and i have reconciled with with every fiber of my being because if i don't i would keep on going in cycles hoping that one day i would get it right and maybe then i can finally impress god there is nothing you can do to impress god because he has seen everything he has seen you in your best and your worst there is nothing you can do to impress god trust me trust me and this is something you have to understand you have to understand that god is not a human being and maybe the reason you think that you have to just please him you have to just do certain things in order to make him like you is you are so used to conditional love you're so used to people loving you based on terms and conditions that when you finally see love that is unconditional and you see someone come into your life and say, look, I'm not waiting for you to be perfect. I just love you. It doesn't make sense to you. It's, I, I understand that, you know, you're, you've been conditioned to think that love is transactional, that you have to pay something. You have to give something in order to be loved. You have to earn love. And when you see someone say, there is no way you can earn my love because you can't just do it. It's not possible, right? It doesn't make sense to you. It's difficult for your human mind to comprehend it. But you don't always have to understand God to believe him. You just have to believe him. That's all you have to do. And 
and that's what takes a lot of pressure off you you know that you you lose the need to understand him and understand what he's doing you just make up your mind that this god i'm going to believe him so stop putting pressure on yourself and stop expecting yourself to meet god's standards without god god knows god set such great standards i mean you think it's easy to live like jesus did that's why even jesus said look i understand you i can empathize with you because this life this early life i lived it right and that's why he even gave us he gave us a precious gift of himself the holy spirit the holy spirit is god in you the holy spirit is jesus unlimited living inside of you you need to understand that he is the only chance you have at being like jesus you cannot be like jesus without him so stop trying stop trying to figure things out stop trying to impress god stop trying to do things and make and figure your life out without the help of god you are not built for that so stop trying okay hi i'm wura and today we're going to be discussing something that i have titled set your mind and (laughs) the matter of the mind is a very deep one considering the fact that the bible has paid so much attention to it considering the fact that the mind is your power a few years ago i used to listen to this message by bishop jakes now i can't really remember the name of the message but i remember him constantly saying something and he would always say your mind is your power your mind is your power and that stuck with me and it's crazy because i still remember that your mind is your power and that is so true we do not realize how powerful the mind is which is why we don't pay much attention to it and sadly the people that struggle in this area are christians so many christians struggle with things that involve um, mental development mental issues because they do not understand the power of the mind and because the devil knows that he fights you there because where there is darkness is where he thrives so for as long as you have no knowledge on something the devil can use that thing against you and there are many christians who do not have knowledge on the power of the mind so they remain imprisoned by their ignorance but by the grace of god you will be set free today because you will learn about your mind you will learn things that would help you deal with your mind it is my desire that as christians and as people in the world we are able to navigate through life we are able to see things the way god wants us to see them we are able to take care of this issue of the mind and truly truly just conquer it conquer this mountain really and i really pray that god helps us with it now there is something called the mind which is basically what many people call the thinking faculty you know involves your intellect your will your emotions that's what people say the mind is and there have been misconceptions around the mind that have held us bound for a very long time so i'm going to be discussing them and i'm going to help you just 
deal with them, debunk all these myths and help you figure out how to exactly take hold of your mind. Now, one of the biggest and the most terrible misconceptions that we have fallen prey to would be the misconception that you have no control over your mind. So many times because of that, we don't take responsibility for what goes on in our minds because we've been told that you can't control it. You hear things like, I can't control how I feel. I can't control what comes to my head. I can't control my thoughts. But is that true? No, that is a lie from the pit of hell. That is a lie that the devil has used to hold many people down, to bring many people into terrible situations, cause people to fight unnecessary battles in their minds because they think, hmm, I can't control it. But what does the word of God have to say about that? Now I'm going to be reading Philippians 4 verse 8 in um, the translation, the Passion Translation, I beg your pardon. And it says, keep your thoughts continually fixed on all that is authentic and real, honorable and admirable, beautiful and respectful, pure and holy, merciful and kind, and fasten your thoughts on every glorious work of God, praising him always. This is an instruction. And I just thought to myself, if God told us to set our minds on certain things and to think a certain way, wouldn't it be wickedness for him to not give us the power to do that why would god tell you to do something that you cannot do i'm going to read another bible verse for you and that's colossians 3 verse 2 the same um passion translation right it says yes feast on all the treasures of the heavenly realm and fill your thoughts with heavenly realities and not the distractions of the natural realm This is the same verse that would say, set your mind on things above. Now, it would be, like I said before, it would be wickedness for God to say, do these things if he did not give you the power to do it. That would be wicked. And our God is not wicked, is he? That means that God has given you control over what you think about. Yes. And until you realize that you can control your mind, the devil will use that ignorance against you and continue to use it to hold you bound. And you would start to think things that you're not supposed to think. Thoughts would come and you would accept them as your own. So you need to realize that you have the power to control your mind. You have to stop being the passenger of your mind and learn to be its pilot you can tell yourself what to think you can tell yourself what to feel and until you take hold of that responsibility and that power you will remain bound and you will remain in a lot of trouble your mind is a powerful weapon the bible says that as a man thinketh in his heart so is he Now, I remember listening to a message by my father in the Lord, and he said, you are not what you think you are. You are what you think. And I agree with that so much. You are not what you think you are. Rather, you are what you think. Meaning your thoughts truly define you. 
they say show me your friend and i'll tell you who you are well show me your mind show me your thoughts and i will tell you who you are your mind is a reflection of who you are who you are is a reflection of your thoughts so whenever you hear people talk about how they developed their minds and you know i i, I listen to a lot of you know um people and you'd see men like really big men who have overcome a lot of things and accomplished big things captains of industries and everything and you ask them okay how did you get here what is the secret and they will tell you mm, i was developing my mind i did this i worked on my mind at first it didn't make sense to me i'm like okay so all you did was develop your mind and that's how you became the person you are it didn't make sense to me until god started to reveal how powerful the mind truly is how truly powerful the mind is such that god told us what to think about in order to protect that area it is so powerful that god has said that how you think what your mind contains that is who you are so you if you want to change your life you have to change your mind I know we hear this all the time and it's crazy. The reason I'm talking about this is that many things that you struggle with, even in your soul, the wounds of your soul, they all boil down to your mind. They boil down to your mind. The the trauma that you're experiencing, it was not just it wasn't just your body that it affected it wasn't just your it was your mind there was something that happened in your mind the reason there the reason you react the way you do to certain things the reason you think a certain way the reason you behave a certain way there is a way trauma has conditioned your mind and until you learn to take charge of your mind you will continue to think a certain way and you'll be wondering why am i not changing why am i not healing i've been listening to this i've been doing this i've been doing that i've done this i've done that i've gone for therapy why is nothing changing because you do not realize how powerful the mind truly is and you refuse to take responsibility for your mind now i'm going to read another bible verse to you just to explain this whole thing to you it says in second corinthians verse 10 chapter 10 verse 5 to 6 it says we can demolish every deceptive fantasy that opposes God and break through every arrogant attitude that is raised up in defiance of the true knowledge of God. Now, that's just uh, verse 5, I think. Now, it's crazy, isn't it? It's crazy that God is saying, and I, I love that Bible verse so much because what God was basically saying was, that you can bring every thought in obedience to Christ. It is possible for you to come against stupid thoughts and tell them, mm, "This is not. This is not me. This is not me." The Bible says you have the mind of Christ. So when thoughts come, don't just accept them. I think that's where many of us mess up. We we accept them as our own. You hear that little whisper, that little thought, and you think, "Hmm, that's true," and you let it dwell and sit there and sit there until it becomes a mindset, until it becomes a stronghold. You keep feeding it. You keep feeding it. You keep validating it. That's why I am of the I I, I one of the people I'm one of the people that will tell you yes that your feelings are valid, but I am of the opinion that not all feelings are valid. Because if every feeling was valid, we would be in a lot of trouble, don't you think? 
So you have to learn to invalidate certain feelings. If you allow every feeling to be valid in your life, you would not have control over them. You would just let them do whatever it is they want to do. You would allow your feelings go haywire. And I would say this, I always say this, feelings are terrible masters, but they are amazing servants. So do not allow them become your masters. You curb them and you do not allow them go beyond the the boundaries that you've placed for them yes are you i hope you're following me i hope you're following me with this one but this is the truth about the mind if you do not learn how to control it it will ruin you it will because the mind is your greatest weapon and the devil knows this that is why he will fight it he fought it everything you went through wasn't just crazy stuff This was an orchestrated thing. Everything, you would notice that everything that the devil puts us through, it's not necessarily, he wasn't after your money, he wasn't after your family per se. What he was after was your mind because when you you capture a person's mind, you've captured that person. Look at the Israelites, for example. The reason, this is what sponsored slavery. Slavery was never really about, you know, just keeping people in a place and making them do whatever you want. It was about capturing their minds. So they made those people believe that they were nothing without them. That is what the slave traders would do back in the day. They would oppress you to a point that you would feel powerless. People that were even big enough to to defeat them, they would use lies and they would use fear to hold them down in their minds. And that's what happened to the Israelites. So even after they were free and you know, they finally moved on, their minds were still imprisoned. So every time they faced an obstacle, they would want to go back. They would want to go back. When your mind is imprisoned, you would remain there and you would constantly, even when you are free, you would never be able to feel free or to act free. And this is for someone, you are no longer in that toxic neighborhood anymore. You're no longer in that situation anymore. But because you have refused to allow your mind adjust to where you are, you've refused to allow your mind to be renewed and to understand that you are safe now. You still react the same way you used to. You still treat people the same way. You are no longer that person. You are no longer in that situation, but your mind has not changed. Your mind hasn't been renewed. You have the ability to set your mind. And what do you set it on? You set it on the things above, heavenly realities. You have to start thinking the life you want to live stop thinking like a defeated person this isn't just something that we're saying to get you hyped up and you know i'm not trying to preach and this is real stuff this is a real mystery if you want to win in life you have to start thinking like a winner you will think your way into the life you want You will think your way into the life you want and you have to learn how to do that now. You may not have much to your name. You may not have acquired much. You may not have achieved much. But one thing you still have is your mind. You can work on it. You can build it. You can make it work for you and stop allowing it to control you. So make up your mind that you will upgrade your thinking. You may not have much going for you, 
but tell yourself i will think my way into the life i want i will think my way into the life i desire because you deserve that much so do not let your mind hold you down again do not let anybody deceive you into thinking you cannot control your mind now the question is okay how can i control my mind you're talking about it you're telling me i can't control it how can i control it one you control what you allow into you you have to jealously guard your atmosphere such that you watch the kind of things you listen to the kind of things that you let into your ear gate your eye gate if you want to take charge of your mind you have to learn to say no to certain things you have to learn to say no to certain people you can't let the same things into you any atmosphere that is not jealously guarded is one that is any atmosphere that you're careless about is one you do not treasure it means you don't care about the serenity the peace of your mind if you care about the peace of your mind you will guard it with jealousy you will know that there are some things i just can't hear anymore there are some kinds of things i just can't watch and this is how you act i I'm, i've been learning to say things like i am too set apart for this when you know that you are set apart there are some things you just don't you don't pay attention to anymore some songs you look at some songs no matter how tempting some movies some no matter how tempting it is you just look and you're like man i'm too set apart for this and i think i am too set apart for this should be like your new response to anything that negates god's will or god's desire for your life anything at all just say it i'm too set apart for this and keep moving because you are so watch the things you let into your the things get into your mind through your eye gates and through your ear gates now so you have to curb the things that you allow work on it work on it work on how on what you listen to work on your feed and everything i think i spoke about this in my episode um comfortable with trauma with my friend we spoke about this extensively but learn how to you know curb your mind another way to to take control of your mind is through the word of god the everything that you believe you were conditioned to believe it with time and it didn't happen at once it didn't happen at once you there is a way you accepted it you validated everything that you believe knowingly or knowingly everything you believe about yourself if you believe that you are not beautiful it's because somehow you validated it when someone showed it or when someone said it if you believe that you are not intelligent it's because you validated it when someone or something showed it or said it to you so everything you believe about yourself it was you validating a thought that came the bible has told you what to do with such thoughts any thoughts that opposes the word of god or god's desire you have to treat it like sin i think i was i was reading this book by um by um andrew womack and he said and the name of the book is harnessing your emotions i recommend that book trust me it's a really lovely read and he said something he said that you have to learn to start treating certain things like sin you know how you would brutally attack sin that is how you should brutally attack some feelings and some thoughts and many times we streamline sin into just oh lying stealing this and this is my definition of sin sin is anything that negates god's will for your life so if it is standing between you and god's will then it is sin and you 
push it away without thinking twice with aggression you 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 treat it with the same brutality that you would treat certain certain sins and certain feelings don't don't think it's always oh, just one thing or it's just it's just a subtle thing no it's those subtle things that are really powerful so you have to learn how to treat certain thoughts with aggression when they come you cast them down immediately that is why i like the way the bible puts it, it says cast down every imagination anything at all if it is against what god has said concerning you if it is against what god's word says what you what god said you should believe concerning yourself then you cast it down like with that much aggression and you 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 throw it away don't even give it another thought how do i so your question is how do i cast it down you cast down thoughts with words not with thoughts many times we try to counter thoughts with thoughts but it's not possible you counter thoughts with words because when you start speaking you will not necessarily you you've gained the power now to stop thinking about that thing that thing doesn't have the power anymore now you can speak over it that's how you may you may look like a crazy person but this is how you win this is how we win in this kingdom you may look crazy when you're doing it you may look like people will look at you like this one okay at all even you said when you're alone and those thoughts come because most times most times terrible thoughts come when you're in isolation right so when you're alone and these things happen you have to stand up and start speaking in your mind you'll be like oh my god am i crazy but this is how we crazy people is that's what we need to be sometimes yes because i realized the devil does not respond to cute but crazy yeah yeah he might he might respond to that one the devil will not the bible did not say you should you know casually tell the devil move away and he would flee the bible said resist and i thought resist meant ignore for a very long time until i learned about power and resistance and resist means fight him back you stand in the way you don't let him just treat you anyhow like oh devil you know whatever or you tell these thoughts i just wish he can go away Mm -mm, mm -mm. that's not how you don't wish the devil away you resist him so when he comes in his full force you resist him with yours you tell him this you can show him that you're you're ready to be crazy that's how you show that you are ready that that you're ready for business here that you're ready for business here that is how you take hold of your mind so don't let anyone anyone make you think that you do not have control over your mind for as long as you think that you don't have control over your mind you will constantly remain a slave to certain mindsets and worst of all to what the devil wants you to think concerning yourself so you will never outgrow certain things you will never unlearn and relearn you will never understand the concept of renewing your mind if you allow your mind to be your pilot you take charge you call the shots here and that's one thing you should tell yourself when it comes to my mind by the help of god with the help of the holy spirit i call the shots here i am the pilot of my mind not its passenger i do not let my mind control me i control my mind i control my feelings i do not let my feelings validate me i validate the feelings that need to be validated and the ones that are not worthy of my validation i invalidate them immediately and how do you invalidate your feelings prayer the word and you tell yourself you remind yourself i'm to set apart for this you feel like doing certain things but that doesn't mean you should do them for as long as we do not learn how to curb our feelings we would produce a world of irresponsible people 
people would make the most stupid mistakes because they just felt like it. This is what is producing a lot of nonsense that we see in the world today. You hear someone kill a person and you would you would you listen to the person and you ask the person, okay, why did you do this? No, I just I just felt like it. And we're producing and unfortunately the world is trying to convince people that every feeling is valid and you should move according if you feel it then be it oh i just don't feel like a girl anymore but you were born a girl so what happened what happened is that people have lied to that person to make that person think that because they don't feel a certain way that is what they are your feelings are not who you are and if you don't learn that you will become very irresponsible and you will let them control you and lead you to destruction feelings are fickle very fickle and if you don't learn how to control them they will destroy you. So please, this is something we should all pay attention to as much as we can. I really do pray that God gives us power, that God helps us. Your mind is powerful. And to show you just how powerful the mind is, God said in Jeremiah 29, 11, the thoughts I think towards you are of good and not evil. Even God puts you in his own mind. Everything that God has for you is based on his mind. You are exactly what God had in mind. I've said that before and I'm saying it to you again. So please learn. And I really pray that God helps us because it's something I'm learning as well. To take charge of my mind. To not let my mind take charge of me. Because I will remain bound and in trouble. And please, this is my advice to you as a friend. Please learn how to read books. I know many times you don't like to do it, but... Like I said, your feelings, don't let them control you. You don't feel like it, but it's good for you. Read. Read good books. Now, not just any book. Remember what I said about curbing the things that you allow into your eye gate, your ear gate. So it's not just any book you see you read. No. You prayerfully read books. Read books from authors that you can trust. You can reach out to me if you need recommendations. Like I just recommended Harnessing Your Emotions by Andrew Womack. An amazing read. Learn to read books. It helps you build your mind. Learn to listen to sermons, messages that would help you build your mind. Learn to listen to people that help you dream, that encourage you, that equip you, that empower you to become what God wants you to be. Okay? So please, keep on working on your mind. Keep on building your mind. And just watch what God does with it. Watch how far God will take you when you are willing to to take this issue of the mind seriously and the bible says remember in ephesians 3 i think verse 20 that god is able and willing to do exceedingly abundantly and above all we could ever ask or imagine so you have to learn how to think how to imagine that is the only way god can do exceedingly above that if you have no thoughts, if you have nothing, no dreams for your life, no imagination, you don't know what you want, you're just there. There is only so much God can work with. Okay? And the Bible has also told you, I think it's in 1 Timothy, that God has not given you a spirit of fear or timidity, but of sound mind. I don't know if I should talk about anxiety, but let me just say something little about anxiety to you. Anxiety is the devil using your imagination against you. Now, if you've ever struggled with anxiety, you would know that it's basically you picturing an entire scenario that has not happened, but just based off little information that you got, you can think of 
of so many things you can just look at one thing or hear one word and thousands of things have come to your mind you've you've imagined everything just crashing down or this one happening or that one happening and sometimes it's so vivid that you actually start shaking and that's what causes like panic attacks and everything anxiety is the devil using your power of imagination against you so if you do not learn how to use your power of imagination the devil will constantly use it against you and use it to tamper with your mind so i hope you learn how powerful your mind is and i really hope it helps you deal with it with so much strength and vigor so you do not allow the devil enslave you and hold you back anymore why don't we say a little prayer together heavenly father i thank you I thank you because I know that you have given us a sound mind. I thank you because I know that you want us to set our minds on things above. And I love you, Jesus, because I know that you are not one who would give us an instruction without the strength to follow through. I pray, Lord, that you help us as we are trying to be better, as we are building our minds. I pray that you guide us and see us through with this one. I ask for strength to build the mind. I ask for strength to not just be hearers, but also doers of your word. And I pray, Lord, that in this life, in the life of this person listening to me, that you will insist on this person's life until they become all that you have called them to be. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus, for your help. Thank you for the mind that you are renewing. For in Jesus' glorious name I've prayed. I love you very much. And... Like I've always said, please, you can always reach out to me and I'm always here for you. If you need someone to talk to or anything, you can reach out at withlovewora at gmail.com or on Instagram at withlove underscore wora. I love you very much once again and I really pray that God helps you to take charge of your mind. With love, wora. <laughs>